Hello. Huge. Can't believe you guys packed this podcast studio. Thank you so much for, you know, getting in your cars, braving traffic, and yes. appearing. Yes. Wow. On a what Sunday an audience. evening like this. Thank you so much. You're incredible. Amazing. Incredible. Hello, everyone. Uh, let me introduce your co-host really quickly. Wow. Uh, he, let me pull up the joke oh, here. Oh, uh, the writer's room that I hire actually to write the intro jokes uh, is on strike. So this is Sandeep Parikh. So of course we wrote the same joke as her. <laughs> Did you? Of course. Uh, <laughs> I was like, well, ladies and gentlemen, our host, uh, who I typically <laughs> introduce with a with a written joke, but I am on strike, um, so I cannot. Uh, Omar Najam. Oh my gosh. Amazing. For those of you unfamiliar, I am co-host Omar's host because he's the reigning champion yes. of our podcast. Congratulations, yes, Omar. Because we had no Ugh. challenge last week. Yeah, so you're keeping the streak going. <laughs> By default. 1993, baby. This is how I do it. Our show, ABCD, American-born Chenny Daisies, is a podcast within a live stream within our lives as two American-born Daisies. It's a pod duckin'. This is for anyone out there who, like us, is navigating our cultural identities and just wants to chat it out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, that's right. We are live right now. Hello to everybody in the live stream. On tap for today, uh, we got three parts here. We're doing the chakra check-in, which is going to be about the WGA strike. What's that? What's that all about? Has anybody heard about that? Um, I mean, actually, I'm like genuinely just hesitant. Like I've heard about because it my entire social feeds is all <laughs> the strike. But I'm like, yeah. I'm wondering if people not entertainment actually have. So we wanted to, of course, uh, talk about the strike because uh, that's very much uh, relevant in our lives right now. Um, and I, th I think that there's some huge things going on. So we're gonna we're gonna get we're gonna delve into that. Um, and then secondly, we're gonna play a little fun game of world's worst, mm -hmm. uh, where we are gonna show you what life without writers would look like. And so we're gonna play, Omar and I are gonna play world's worst studio execs. Um, <laughs> so if there were no writers, we are gonna just be taking your pitches in chat, or we're gonna start to be taking your suggestions in chat, and then we as the world's worst studio executives have to make a pitch uh, on w our version of a reboot of your beloved franchise or existing IP. So that's <laughs> what we're gonna do for the second second. And then yep. we're gonna end it up as we always do with Daisy of the week. Yes. Uh, yeah. This week, instead of mentioning our sponsors, we're dedicating that time to raising awareness about the fight against lupus and would love for you to contribute to Game On to End Lupus, an organization working with the Lupus Foundation. Uh, Sandeep has some facts about lupus to yeah. share with us. Yeah. So lupus, uh, not so great. If you're unfamiliar, lupus is a chronic long-term disease that can cause inflammation and pain in and literally any part of your body. Um, it's an autoimmune disease, which means that your immune system, uh, you know, the system that fights infections, uh, attacks your healthy tissue in instead. So it just like literally turns on it itself. Um, lupus symptoms can be super severe, highly unpredictable, cause debilitating pain to like 
anything, skin, kidneys, heart, lungs. It's really terrible. A lot of our friends are afflicted. A lot of our streaming friends are afflicted with this um, in large part because, you know, like sh streaming is the one thing that they can still do that's creative, you know, that, that, as a creative outlet. It's, it's, it's been this amazing thing for this community to find each other. Um, and so some of our favorite streamers, uh, 8BitD, Bell, Coco mm -hmm. Confessions, mm -hmm. and more are, have put together this incredible campaign uh, called Game On to End Lupus where they have over, I think, 125 um, streamers st streaming Amazing. to raise money. And so we are doing that with this live stream, which is also then going to be, of course, a, a podcast that lives on. So um, you can, if you're just hearing this on the podcast, um, you, should, you can still donate, uh, even though we're going to be taking sort of live donations while we do this show as well. Yes, yes, absolutely. So please head over to lupus.org to make a donation in any amount or hit up the link in our show notes. Also, we uh, have, as the show is live, some live redemptions yes. going on, and we have one of those that actually came in right before we started going live from today. Okay. Yeah. Oh, snap. So for the podcast listeners, this is the first they're hearing that we're doing this. So when people are at a live donation, donate $25 or more, they can name somebody that Sandy and Omar have to genuinely compliment. Yes. And the redeem this time is... A celebrity crush, past or present, you feel you need to justify. So whoever that oh, is to you, wow. you need to genuinely compliment them. This this they is rough. Need to this justify. is from Dodeca Tuplet. A celebrity crush. Sorry, I need that again. Okay. A celebrity crush. So it's a celebrity past crush, present. past or present, that you feel yeah. you need to justify. That's who you're complimenting. Well, that that I, I, I need to justify why I have a crush on this celebrity? I That's that's as much as I've got in the yeah. redeem. So it's up okay. to you how you want to interpret wow. that beyond there. Uh, let's, I mean, I don't know why I'd have to justify any of them, because I think, <laughs> I feel like they're... Have you had a crush on a celebrity that you shouldn't? That I shouldn't have a crush on. Yeah. Jake Gyllenhaal. No, um... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's a reference to pre-show. Um, you got somebody? I will, I'll say, I'll throw out, I'll throw this out. Uh, Anthony Stewart Head... Uh, right yeah. now is uh, a villain in the show Ted Lasso and seems like a real piece of dirt. Uh, but any yeah. Buffy fans know that Giles had original like daddy energy, uh, yeah, yeah, especially at the sure. end of season five when it's like she's not a killer, not like us. I always forget he's from he's Giles from Buffy. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> um, every time I remember that, I'm I'm. I'm the same amount of shocked and surprised. <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah, that motherfucker. <laughs> like, he's playing such a good. He's doing such a good job as a villain on that show. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um. So, again, Omar, yeah. wait. Is yeah. your compliment that he once had daddy energy? Is that your genuine compliment? <laughs> I like. He continues to, I suppose. But like, uh, yeah. But like, he for me, I think was like uh, the first person to. Uh, uh, display daddy energy okay yeah okay and the best um, i'll say it <laughs> i'll say it i guess i'd like to apologize to Alyssa milano mm -hmm. um <laughs> for the amount that i crushed on her throughout my entire life from uh -huh. like i guess when i was eight on uh-huh um through everything she's ever done i feel like it's too much mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> i feel like it's overwhelming for any one person to be crushed on that much um so and then as she's gotten like outspoken about 
uh, uh, politics and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And I feel like, you know, in a way that is always on the right side of history from my perspective, um, that, uh, yeah, I, th- I think that she's um, a brave, beautiful soul. And uh, and and I'm sorry for the amount of times I've thought about you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. That did okay. seem very genuine. Yeah. Incredible. Okay. Great. Great. So we did. So yes, for those of you that are live, you can donate in any amount. Of course, any amount will take any any amount. But if you do twenty five dollars or over, you can drop a name, or I guess now just a concept in chat <laughs> for us to do a genuine compliment for, and it can be as painful as possible. For example, in the pre-show, we had to compliment Jake Gyllenhaal's portrayal <laughs> as the Prince of Persia, <laughs> which that was that was tough. I mean, we just settled on how hot, how hot he is, I guess, and how yeah. how, cu- how cut he was basically. But um, you know, so that's which was a, hard that's for Matt. Age. I looked it yeah. up. Twenty nine. <laughs> <laughs> That's absurd. Twenty nine. Yeah, real tough. Real tough. <laughs> All right. Let's. Should we get into this show? Let's do it. Why don't this we head into show? the Chakra check in? Yeah. All right. So uh, currently, at the time of recording this episode, the yeah. Writers Guild of America is striking. Right. It is a uh, it is a national strike, um, and uh, us here in Los Angeles uh, are hitting up picket lines outside of the studios. Uh, real quick, uh, let me uh, let me throw this first question over to you, Sandeep. Why is this important to you? I mean, look, um, I think it's incredibly difficult to sustain a creative career yeah in hollywood it is whether you're a writer an actor a director um to actually make a living uh in any capacity in any of those capacities is incredibly challenging Mm -hmm. however i think that uh the industry should want there to be a strong and healthy middle class of these creatives in order to have a pool to draw from when they are creating their shows it's it's i i think that they that the studios are fighting their own interests in in the sense that they're making it more and more difficult by by weaseling and trying to find every which way from sunday to not pay creatives and to, uh, you know, sort of um, go to the lowest bidder or essentially get people working for free as much as possible. Mm-hmm. They're, what they're doing is sort of destroying um, this talent pool and forcing all of these creatives, these like really experienced folks, to take other jobs and not be available for them to work so Mm -hmm. so to me this is important because like listen i've been on both sides of the equation i've been a producer i've been a showrunner i have uh been on the side where i've had to hire writers and and directors and actors Mm -hmm. um and of course be hired as them as well and and i'll just say that when you're in that spot as a producer or showrunner and you need to cast tomorrow or you need to we formed a a uh 
a WGA interactive writers room in two weeks. Uh-huh. How are we able to do that? How are we able to get five writers together to write an interactive series? which is, by the way, a format that was like we were making up together on the fly, like find that talent that quickly to put together and trust that that talent was going to be able to put together a good show is because we have a bunch of writers in this town that could focus on being great writers. Right. Because they have enough income that they Mm -hmm. don't have to split out and take other full-time jobs or whatever else that would make it impossible for them to become good enough writers to to be available to effectively take meetings and audition for this spot. And so like right now what the WGA is saying is, guys, these terms, our existing terms are making it impossible for people to have careers as writers. They'll just be day players. And that's not that's not tenable. Yeah. So w- what are we going to do instead? We, we, we all want to have families, or maybe not everybody, but whatever. For the most part, people want to have families and have more than just themselves to support, right? So, like, you know, they need to have a steady stream of income. And, you know, for, for them to be looking for every, every kind of loophole to, to cut that income um, has forced us to this spot where, where we, where, where we got to join together, band together, and say, absolutely not. Like, we, we won't take these terms as is because it will not allow us to have this this collective middle class of of writers directors. this is this is not i just want to be clear this is not for the upper echelon writers that have already made their nut writing eight seasons of buffy or whatever like you know or this is for the next generation of writers um to make sure that there is still an industry here so that's why i think it's important um how about you? I mean, is there anything that I that I like? Well, what what's hitting you? Because you're, you're yeah. in the writers' room quite a bit. Yeah, yeah. I so full transparency. I'm not in WGA. I'm in IATSE. Uh, I work support mm-hmm. staff. So I'm a writer's assistant. Uh, and in the general scope of knowing how hard writers work, uh, it is wild. It's in the same way that when they're like, "Oh, you are a teacher. You teach a class of twenty students. Okay, now it's 40. Like, we're yeah. not going to change, like, we're going to probably even deduct your pay or the general budget, and we're going to double what we expect of you. Uh, it is uh, wild to me on just a functional level. It feels like a lot of these studio heads, if they were captains of a ship, they would be like, hey, I want you to start pulling wood from the hull uh, for us to burn for heat. <laughs> right, yeah. And exactly. then when the ship starts to sink, which we're seeing industry-wide, they're like, why? Why is the ship sinking? I don't understand. Right. We're taking in water? Whose fault is that? The person who's pulling the planks. We need another <laughs> Fast and Furious. Yeah. Quick. And it <laughs> is... The only thing that's going to save us. I think the thing that's really tough that we're starting to kind of, like, pull away from that I'm starting to, like, see, and maybe it's just my own experience online, but uh, that... People at the top or rich people have have to be very smart has been sort of the ongoing narrative. And I do feel like, especially with everything going on with like the Warner Brothers Discovery uh, merger and stuff like that, people are starting to see like, maybe they're not. <laughs> and maybe it is more privilege on... than, than, than intelligence going on there. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. You know, maybe there's more. What if we just get rid of our product? And... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It is uh, a race to see who can gut the most uh of the moving train and then abandon it before it crashes uh but to me 
on a wider scale of things, you know, especially as someone not in WGA, television effectively raised me. I feel like when you have good television, that's an ongoing basis. I love movies. I love cinema. That's where I live. But television, you check in once a week with your friends. It's a discussion. You get to explore ideas and experiences. And I felt like I had already gotten a pretty good head start on adult life before I was 18 because of, you know, Grey's Anatomy or whatever. I got to watch mm -hmm. these conversations happen. I got to run these thought experiments. Um, I think it's important. I think writing is important. I think screenwriting and television writing is crucial uh, for our current functioning society. And to gut that, I think, is going to have huge social reper uh, repercussions. And by, and by the way, I feel like, you know, the other, the, like I hear a lot of people saying, like, well, everybody's shifting to unscripted now. And so, like, they're going to say, you know, all these studios and stuff are like, like Hello Sunshine internally is like, oh, we've got to figure out how to make sure that 80% of our, our, un our stuff is going to be unscripted going yeah. forward so we can keep selling stuff. And it's like, by the way, if we're, if we're being real, mm -hmm. unscripted doesn't exist. That's not, that's like not a <laughs> yes. real thing. Yes. Unscripted is scripted. There, yeah. there is there are writers that they are writing they're writing outlines, they are pitching lines, they're pitching jokes for these unscripted actors to to Reality say. show have reality have show, writers. <laughs> yes, they have writers. That's right. Um so it is it is just a, it's again, it's another loophole that can be exploited yes. to, you know, churn more of a profit and uh sort of suppress the working class. I mean that's really like what it comes down is, is, or exploit the wor working class um and get around uh, uh, guild guild rules and i mean listen i get it it's 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 a game in the sense that uh you know that's what negotiations kind of are it's like posturing and you know uh f forcing people to um you know pull pull levers and sh and show their leverage and play their cards and and all this stuff but unfortunately it's a game that is like <laughs> dramatically affecting people's lives and the ability to uh, earn a living wage and, um, you know, putting their livelihoods at risk. So it's a game at the highest levels, but, um, it, it's, it's the reality of it is it's a fight that we have to, we have to as writers. And, and, you know, I think as an, you know, as I was SAG long before I was WGA, I was only WJ in this past year, like, mm -hmm. uh, right before the pandemics when I joined the WGA and then I haven't, really had much of a WGA job since 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 then but I still pay my dues and I'm a proud member of it and and I'm like you know I, I know the day the time will come where I'll be very thankful that I have a WGA membership I mean that time is I think right now you know where, where people are banding together and saying look the I think Adam Conover he's like such a spokesperson for this and mm -hmm. he, he's he said it great where where uh, he's the guy that did Adam ruins everything um and he was just talking about like look this is I think we're People across the country and every industry is is feeling the pinch, right? Is feeling like the world is shit right now. The world is yeah. fucked up. Uh, and I'm sorry, I'm going to do a a total bastardization and paraphrasing of of what he said, but effectively that like you know, look, everyone's feeling this, and you know, there's some people out there that also feel like, well, why should I support writers over say you know coal miners or, or anybody else that's working class that's that's having you know, difficulty. And it's like, listen, th this is our, <laughs> this is what we care about. This is the product that we love to create for you, television, film. And this is our opportunity to band together and push the boulder up a little bit as best we can to fight 
those that are in power that are, by the way, making huge profits, right? Like some massive. of the biggest massive profits and always looking for ways to shortchange the, uh, the, the workers um, that, that sort of lead them to the profits. So th- this is just like we're not saying we're better than any other guild out there or better than any other uh, working class person out there, but like this is our ability to hopefully affect some positive change for the working class in the industry that, that we're in. So we're going to do it. And, uh, and, and you're seeing it on the picket lines. There's, there's an incredible energy. Um, you know, there, 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 there are lines around the clock. There are some, they're doing like 24 hour lines in some places now to like, and the teamsters have come out and said, look, that they're not gonna, they're not gonna cross the picket line. So they will not drive a truck, uh, uh, Obviously, through people, but they're they're they're, they're gonna <laughs> not drive into the yeah. picket line. That's the strike. They were gonna stop running people over for the duration <laughs> of the strike. Thank you, teamsters. Really, don't cross the picket line with a truck. No, but they're like, <laughs> really, they're like, we're happy to like park and not bring in the supplies needed for a production. Yeah. Because if so, as long as there's a picket line out there, they are not going to drive into a mm-hmm. Disney lot right now. Um. So. Uh, you know, if you're listening to this, I think that's that, that's a pretty amazing. If you're in WGA and you can get out there and pick it, like, like let's go. Uh, it, yeah. your, your physical presence actually does matter. Speaking of amazing people, Zal the mm-hmm. Eager has donated to our charity drive for <gasps> Lupus at the $25 level with a redemption on there. Oh, okay, here boys. we go. So let's the go. Uh, the compliment request here is to compliment Omar's mom, Mama Najam. As the funniest <laughs> person. Mama Najam. She's going to love this. Oh, yeah. This is... <laughs> oh, I, mean... I have to do this. Oh, no. Yeah, well, yeah. it's a compliment almost, but you're both going to have to do it. Yeah. Well, I was going to say that, like, I, I did already say that she's a better host than I am and funnier <laughs> than the both of us combined. So I don't know how much more I can say than that. I will say that she strikes me... I'll, okay, I'll just say this, and then I can't wait for Omar, what, what Omar's compliment is. But, like, um, I love... Like, I just, I have not heard much from people in her generation, like uh, Indian Americans or, or Indian immigrants in her generation that are creatives, that are artists. Right, yeah. That is not something that are artists first, you know, not like, oh, I dabble in painting, you know, uh, like in between, you know, uh, rounds at the at the hospital or whatever <laughs> um like <laughs> this is she's like and so that was i was really inspired by you know he, hearing about her art so uh there that's my compliment that's a good compliment I'll, I'll give my mom this compliment she will talk to anyone she mm. uh for gift of gab gift of gab yeah. For someone who lived through uh, Maggie Thatcher's England and America's America, uh, the fact that like in any state anywhere where I'm just like, let's just leave, let's get through this, my mom Hummerson will be like, hey, uh, what's like, uh, you know, what's what's with that flag you've got there, <laughs> or whatever, uh, mm. and we'll like chat with anyone without like a second of hesitation. Uh, it is a confidence that I could only aspire to. Yeah. Amazing. Uh, we love Mama Najam. So that was a good – thank you so much for your contribution you. to Gotel as well. That was awesome. Um, yeah, so I don't know. Jumping back in, and then I think we'll close out this segment. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> you know, I, I we have this question of, like, what should be the end result for, for both sides? Yeah. You know, do you, do you have a take on what you're hoping to, to come out of this? Oh, yeah. There w- – there- 
has been a sustainable model of paying writers. Yeah. So just go to that. It, this isn't a thing of like we need to revolutionize. It's literally like they chain, they move the goalpost into the ocean, and they're like, "Why aren't you all playing soccer? Just move the goalpost back uh, and match rising costs." And uh, and if I could add one more thing on top of that, learn how to run a business. <laughs> Uh, that's a, like I know a lot of the CEOs are just like we're going to chase whatever disruption happens and then you know you get a Quibi Qu okay really quick just to highlight this did you know that Quibi wasn't supposed to like have that tilting feature like that was a late stage edition so after they filmed the shows editors mm. had to go in and it wasn't filmed to be that way for those who those are I don't know where who are Quibi too was. young who are a couple months old yeah yeah who are two two months old Quibi was um, this endeavor to create short form content for mobile first uh, like like but at a huge production level so like imagine Game of Thrones but in like short bursts at six minutes on your phone delivered on your phone um, that was like the and Jeffrey Katzenberg you know raised two billion dollars or whatever mm -hmm. it was and that whole ship sank super fast uh coming out of the pandemic so uh that's what you're talking about yeah yeah so they had this feature right where you could tilt the phone and so it would be like you know you could watch this stuff in landscape and then suddenly you can tilt it and it would be in 16 by or like yeah uh, what do you call it? nine by 16 uh, I guess. yeah vertical um and like you could do that sort of in a way that would be story motivated potentially and like Oh, you're, yeah. you know, so the whatever, folks, flying a like, plane or something. <laughs> the folks who are raising billions of dollars, uh, they can find, like, billions of dollars for something like that and then be like, well, actually, we don't have the money to pay the people who are creative and have the experience and have yeah. the insight to actually come up with stuff. <laughs> we, can't, we can't pay a writer to come on set. Uh, we can't pay a writer, writer to come on set. A writer should be an intern on set is basically what they're trying to yeah. say. They're just like, like, if you bring a writer on set, uh, then, uh, you know, they can come on as a, uh, for exposure, oh, I, for exposure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. For credit copy and, <laughs> yeah. and yeah. food Put this on your and, COVID. Um, but, uh, uh. <laughs> and COVID. Yeah. But it's like ridiculous. And I wrote, I tweeted this and I was like, cause like people were tweeting threads of like why writers should be uh, allowed or, or should be have like required time that they are allowed to come on set and be paid for that. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, people had really great threads about why <laughs> my point was just like, you know, why a writer should uh, should be allowed on set uh, a thread, and my only thread was because they wrote the fucking show. Like, <laughs> yeah. don't you want the nope. person that generated the thing from their brain? And I'm not, and I, and I get that. Like, listen, I understand as a showrunner in the past that like there are a lot of people that contribute to the foundational elements of what a show is, and so, you know, a writer can come along and have a fully outlined thing from a from a showrunner and have to so it's not completely from their imagination but a lot of it is yeah a good chunk of it is enough that you probably want them on like if you can afford to have them on if they if like if they don't have another writing job that they're you know first position to over like you want the writer on set yeah um that that is your hope um and so to give them the the opportunity to be paid to be on set i think would be a very wise thing to do if you want a better product um but yeah, again, these are like the little things that 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 I think that were that they're squabbling over or making a big fuss about. And, and from the AMTP TMP side, it's like, um, oh well, they want a minimum number of writers, and different shows have different qualification, you know, d different needs. And, and that, yes, that is true. But at the same time, again, we're trying to build a stable working class for a a pool of writers uh, that that you could then, you know 
uh, grab talent from when you need it. So in order to do that, we have to do things like this minimum number of writers um, to to make sure that there's enough folks that are employed long enough to again sustain their lives and families. So yeah, someone in chat is you know livable wages and no AI. I'm not a big no AI person. I think AI is happening, and I think we're gonna have to figure out how to reconcile with that. And I don't think that there's a world in which we can just blanket say no AI. I think that we have to say let's we have let's come up with AI rules that benefit, you know, again, <laughs> a stable working class of of creatives. I think that's that's right. That's have important. that be a tool that supports the people instead of replaces the people. Correct. Um, mm -hmm. Also, there's no way execs will know how to use anything technology related. Yeah. <laughs> it's literally <laughs> possible. There's no way. No, it's like if they're not creative <laughs> to write the episode, they're not going to be creative enough to like write clever prompts to get to the episode. I don't think. <laughs> I mean, I, I, who, who knows? Yeah. I could be proven wrong, but I have a feeling that um, – you need creative people in all facets, right? Yeah. Like even prompt engineering requires creativity to <laughs> to tell the AI to lead the AI to a place um, that is, you know, going to be useful or interesting. So I don't know, um, but yeah, I think AI has to be on the docket, and it can't be what the what again the producers are saying right now, which is like, uh, we'll just talk about it once a year. I think is what they're offering. <laughs> yeah, and like. WJ is like, no, 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 no. We need to make sure that you cannot create an AI script and uh, that it has to be attributed to a writer and that you have to have a writer, you know, a WJ writer come on board and, and, and that's know, become like the most like Hollywood, uh, like podcast ever. But essentially, like a big fear of that too is they'll have writers come on to do really basic pay work like unsustainable pay work and then the fear is like or one of the many fears is and then they would feed that into a program and the program would take credit get the credit and then you wouldn't have to pay the writers based off of this stuff right it's not even like what can ai do it's just like how can we find ways to not give people credit right they you pay the writers for the work they pay the writers for an outline Correct. and then you feed the outline into chat gpt and say hey build it here's the prompt give me a one page and then boom so yes chat gpt or, wrote the script Right, it's or it's vice versa, where it's like, oh, we generated the concept. See, like the created by credit is a is like a uh, often fought for and sought after credit, right? Like, yeah. And the way to get, I learned so much in this last project of of how you get a created by credit. You have to either write the pilot, mm -hmm. um, or have generate. You you have to write. So that is the first part. You can't just like you know, have come up with the idea in your head and then if like you need to put words to a page in order to to be eligible to say that you created by and so you have to get uh, it's, there's like a certain amount of things that you have you either have to be credited as a writer on the pilot um, or a story by credit, I think uh, also might count. So like you need to have like sort of what do you call like uh, there are, uh, you know, predecessor credits that you need to get before you can get yeah. the created by credit essentially and so the fear would be like oh the studio exec just like jammed out a bunch of ideas on chat gpt it spit out the concept that they want to use now that's created by quote-unquote ai and then uh, right uh, you know so oh i've you know this first draft is essentially given to another writer and you can just pay them a re you know a script fee or rewrite fee and you don't have to give them all the sort of uh other benefits of getting a, a created by or an EP credit on the on the project. So yeah, that's you know that's stuff that we got to look out for, right? Because that's going to obviously cut into people's uh, wallets pretty heavily. In like so. 
in short i suppose like in terms of what chakra i feel like it's all of them it is mm -hmm. my like grounded stability is gone my confidence yeah i was gonna is go root chakra shaken. for me yeah thanks like, for bringing it back to the uh purpose <laughs> of the segment my heart is hurt for my friends affected all the way to like you know the crown chakra and the third eye of just like where's this heading where's yeah. this going i do feel like it is an entire gotta throat gotta use that throat chakra to get yes, our voices out there the expression of it uh and also let's look at i mean we're talking a lot about the negative let's talk about the positive the 97 percent right was the it was like over 97 percent of the wga voted to strike uh to authorize the mm -hmm. strike when you look at pictures so many signs are hilarious people are hanging out getting lunch i read a thing about how an animation writer bought a bunch of live action writers lunch uh, after they came back from the picket lines the amount of support of creatives is something we can point to it's really hard to control the stuff at the top because they're just wilding out there uh crushing entire established networks and then getting a christmas bonus but in terms of our folks people are being so supportive and so wonderful and looking out for each other and that's great and i'm completely unsurprised uh that just storytellers yeah. who write stories about heroes are are trying to do the same thing yeah, it, 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 it is a cool, th cool thing energetically that's happening, and you can see there's a lot of uh, bonding happening on the picket lines. Just a couple quick uh, of my favorite pick up, p picket signs that, that, yes, <laughs> that yes. I've seen out there. Uh, uh, this is from Christopher Derrick uh, at Unauthorized CBD. Uh, if you want to follow him on Twitter, uh, we're asking for less than one Fox News settlement. <laughs> amazing amazing jenny yang very funny comedian and uh, old friend of mine give up just one yacht just one yacht <laughs> uh pretty fun um let's see uh carol is the new karen <laughs> ah, that's really good carol Lumbar L lumberdini maybe it's time maybe it's time that karen gets a you know maybe karen's uh, that, get a break maybe karen's get a break carol's uh here, here to take over carol's up um yeah yeah and this one's just real rent is too high not our wages yeah uh, from at caroline uh uh renard that is so true yep uh yeah you got any that you let's see i'm just kind of like skimming now some other ones uh, or any that you remember that popped out? Um, I feel like, I, if, I feel like Iffy had a good one. I don't remember yeah. what this was. Yeah, <laughs> I... Iffy Let's see if I can find it. Um, I will compile a bunch of my favorites. I'm trying to figure out what mine's going to be tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? That's been my biggest struggle. I, I'm, no, I'm nervous. Like, <laughs> I gotta, I gotta <laughs> will it live one. up? Because you're you're amongst like the best of the best, so it's like <laughs> you really gotta come in with a strong pitch. Yeah. So yeah, if he was uh, one of the uh, writers on Wizard School Dropout, which was our which was our WJ project, um, and so I always love seeing uh, his gigantic muscles on um, <laughs> uh, on his thing. Uh, let's see if I can find it. I think he was just uh, he had a good one. Damn it, I can't find it. All right, whatever. We'll talk about it later. Uh, oh, Chat oh, GPT yeah, no, has it. one for you. This is it. This is it. It's, uh -huh. uh, <laughs> I guess I'm just a sucker for basketball puns. Iverson is the only AI I mess with. Um, <laughs> so I enjoyed that one. Very funny. Anyway. Chat GPT is suggesting that you put uh, attention or pencils are down and we can't think of anything witty to put in this picket sign until our demands are met. 
Wow. All right. That's what Jackie McGee has for you. The classic, the classic, I can't think of. Yeah, the classic, I, yeah, yeah, I can't. Blanks on yeah. here. Insert funny joke here. I don't think ChatGPT is way, in the guild. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't think so. I love uh, that we're dunking on our introductions we did for each other at the top of the episode. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, Missy C. Towel in, uh, in chat. I like the one mentioning, you know it's bad when a bunch of writers are willing to go outside. <laughs> i will say i will say uh, zaslav did have the argument where it was like writers will go back to work because they love writing and there was one sign that says jokes on you we hate writing <laughs> <laughs> amazing chat gpt doesn't have childhood trauma <laughs> that's very good that's very very uh, good amazing that's taylor burger 16 at taylor burger 69 if you want to follow her um so yeah Incredible. great Great, really funny stuff. Uh, um, prob probably the best writing happening right now is happening on those picket signs. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love it. All right, so, why, so don't we, uh, why don't we jump into our next segment? Let's do it. World's Worst. This is going to be our, a brand new brand segment that we're new doing. segment. Uh, we're going to give it a go. So there's, there's an improv game called World's Worst. We're going to do world's worst studio executives yep. who, who now have to be writers because yep. let's, just, let's play this out where writers go on strike uh, forever and now all the studio executives have to come up with their own stuff. Uh, and uh, so we are going to do our versions of the world's worst mm -hmm. studio executives. Uh, Omar and I will be playing studio executives. I don't know. We'll maybe come up with the characters. I don't know how we're going to do it really. But so chat, your job is to – just throw out um, uh, shows, uh, films, you know, uh, IP, existing IP or franchises that you want our terrible versions of studio executives to pitch on. And we're going to give you a little taste, a little taste yeah. of what life would be like without um, WGA writers. So, uh, Delvin, uh, why don't you take over and go ahead and uh, uh, hit us with our first one. I'm going to start right from check because we've got a good one. Buffy. Oh. Uh, okay, great. Great. Uh, all right. Uh, yeah. Hey, um, uh, Tim Seamuson here. Uh, you know, uh, I've been at my dad, of course, worked at Paramount. So now I'm working at Paramount. That's kind of pretty much how that worked. And I got some good. Uh, oh, man, I love Buffy. Uh, so good. Um, so I'm thinking, all right. Vampires are old mm -hmm. news. Mm -hmm. Nobody cares mm -hmm. about vampires anymore. It's like mm -hmm. been there, done that, right? We need a new creature of the night. So here's what I'm thinking. Owls. All right? <laughs> <laughs> just flocks of owls. Uh, and they're just terrorizing um, Sunnyvale. Sunnydale. Sunnies, whatever, whatever, who cares? Nobody cares. They, you know, fans don't care about specifics. So we're not going to honor it. Yeah, we're not even going to shout it out. Actually, we're going to set the whole thing uh, in, um, we're going to set the whole thing in, in middle America, uh, in, in Sioux City, Iowa, because that's <laughs> the only demographic that we care about anyway. So owls are attacking Sioux City, and, um, you know, uh, we're going to recast Buffy as a man. <laughs> And so we're just gonna this do hurts. like a, yeah, we're just gonna do a like, it's like I think we're tired of seeing all these female protagonists being awesome, right? Like, let's get back to what we were good at. Let's go back to the old days, and uh, let's just uh, you know, 
let's get uh i'm thinking um i'm thinking uh carrot top needs a resurrection <laughs> so carrot top's gonna play buffy owls in i uh, sioux city iowa That's okay okay yeah, yeah. Hello, everyone. Uh, Mr. Sapphire here. Mr. Sapphire, thank you very much. We'll do. I'm working on the doctorate. Uh, I'm trying to buy a wing at USC to see if they'll give me one. Okay. Uh, you know, uh, uh, vampires are done. <laughs> vampires are over with. Uh, for sure. What, I agree with that. But what I'm looking for is uh, what I'm looking for is uh, to, make, to have my money make money. And the way we do that is product placements. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. Um, I instead of vampires, these are just bad to do kids. And the Buffies of the world, of which there are a couple, so we can sell sort of different uh, dolls and Target. Uh, what they do is when they fight them uh, with these like name brand baseball bats, because um, Suicide Squad did really well. It was nominated for an Oscar for best <laughs> costume. So we're kind of going for that. Uh, we're going to have like the, these branded baseball bats. And when you hit uh, one of these good for nothings with a baseball bat, they turn into Mountain Dew or whatever competing soda <laughs> company is interested. Uh, then these kids bottle that delicious uh, so Mountain Dew or competing uh, soda company. And when they imbibe it, they just have a real good time, a real good sexy time at a dance club called uh, the Bronze. Or if the soda company would like to buy that, maybe it's called the Pepsi. Uh, I don't Great. know. Great. I love it sold uh i think we got that one that was great so what's in uh, the what's next yeah nailed it all right next one on the list in. is forrest gump <laughs> okay <laughs> <laughs> all right okay forrest gump the remake mm -hmm. of forrest gump <laughs> i think i think you can do sequels with this too if you think a sequel is the better way for the bad exec to go Rather than a reboot, I think that's up yeah, to you. Yeah, yeah. You're the studio yeah, exec. We point. can't tell you you're wrong. All right. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> okay. So Forrest Gump, you know how the whole thing about Forrest Gump is like he goes back in time. Or like we see that he's like, oh man, he doesn't go back in time. Wait, actually, wait. It's Forrest Gump, but he goes back in time. <laughs> <laughs> Here we are. Here we are. So I had a saving private Ryan intro that happened for me where I was just like, what is happening? <laughs> it's gump throughout history, but I'm talking we go way back. Prehistoric. Gump has to go <laughs> to caveman he's gotta go to dinosaur times and save the first mammal mm -hmm. from that that goes from the ocean to 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 <laughs> to the sea and that mammal is going to be played uh it's going to be voiced by uh, by wesley snipes mm. huh? Huh? okay Quantum okay Gump. <laughs> mr sapphire here again look uh uh we're looking for product placement tie-ins so uh forrest <laughs> gump is played by uh orion gosling we're gonna get a sexy young orion hot, gosling hot gump. hot sexy young forest gump ryan yeah, gosling gump. uh uh walking around the united states of america stopping at every countum every starbucks here in these continental <laughs> united states of america and every starbucks will uh have 
uh, one particular barista played by uh, the talented uh, and affordable Kristen Wiig. Uh, and uh, and that's sort of what we've got. Act one, first couple Starbucks. Act two, the rest of the Starbucks. Act three, something about his mom, I guess. And then the Starbucks. Uh, and then we'll have, you know, a cup tie-in where you can see if you, it'll be a list of every Starbucks in the United States of America. Mm-hmm. And you can check off as you go through. Uh, you fill up your coffee. And they give you a little check marks. So that's my pitch. You know I think this story's got legs. Earlier, you know what was out earlier, but it's totally back in? Vampires. So I'm thinking... <laughs> <laughs> Forrest Gump fights vampires. Just saying. Just for if we want to do like a, a sequel. All right. Moving on. All right. This next one. And I have to remind you, you're doing World's Worst, not World's uh-huh. Best, because I know you have some opinions about rebooting and remaking this. The Simpsons. Mmm. The Simpsons. All right. <laughs> here's the here's the thing about the prol- prolific, everlasting, incredible, uh, iconic Simpsons. Uh, it's missing. It's missing. <laughs> it's missing some stuff. I think it needs a uh, a uh, a dark, gritty uh, uh, reboot. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> so I think we, yes. we need to we need to get Daniel Craig on the line. Mm-hmm. He's gonna play Homer, obviously, mm-hmm. right? And uh, so this is like you know Springfield is like fucked up right now. You know, like Springfield is is one of those uh, you know tough tough on its luck working class towns factories shutting down and uh it needs one hero and that hero is uh daniel craig playing homer uh and when he finally uh you know he he gets he he gets jumped at the beginning of the uh, of the of the movie right he gets jumped and he gets beaten up and then you know but he's, he was on his way to the nuclear facility or whatever, and he's got, like, some nuclear uh, uh, secrets on him. And so he, like, he opens up this briefcase while he's being beat up. He can just barely get to it. And then he grabs this, this like, glowing orb. And everybody's like, what is that thing? And he stands up and he goes, Doe! But he says it, like, in a gritty way. <laughs> Dough, and he drops it and it explodes, and it's uh, like you know that scene in uh, Breaking Bad. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. We're gonna in copy that one. scene exactly, and uh, and he's gonna destroy all of his enemies, and that's just where it starts. But he also like mutilates half of himself, and he's like like part nuclear as well art nuclear yeah 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 he's like he's he's oh yeah he's got a an hour and 25 minutes to live it's sort of crank <laughs> but he's got superpowers he's got nuclear superpowers but he's got an hour and 25 minutes to live and he's got to save the town simpsons that's what i got <laughs> so uh what do you guys, hey Sapphire, what do you guys, we get top that Mr. Sapphire here. Uh, I want to I wanna rebrand a little bit. I think The Simpsons is a little old. So here's what I'm thinking. Uh, you keep a father character. You keep a wife character. Uh, you keep a, a son character. You keep a daughter character. Uh, the baby, I think you make it a little boy that's like an evil boy. Have a dog that talks. Uh, and then... Instead of really worrying about a plot, 
or any sort of like catharsis by the end of the episode, we can have little bits. So you have the little boy, you just go have the little boy Bart go like, uh, you know, the principal Seymour Skinner says like, hands off Bart. And Bart goes, that reminds me of my Butterfinger thing. And then we flash over to the hands off my Butterfinger. And we, every oh, yeah. flash away, it's a product placement. Absolutely. Eat my shorts. And then we flash over to what shorts, that little QR code on screen. You can scam with the Hanes and you could get the Hanes underpants that are eat my shorts. <laughs> Uh, and everything is sort of just like a commercial, and you won't know the difference between the commercial break and the episode itself. That, or we just re-release the old episodes, but we just pitch down the voices so the actors don't realize and we don't pay them. Mr. Sapphire, I know I'm competing against you, but that is brilliant. The problem with commercial, people are fast-forwarding through commercials because they don't, they can tell the difference between a commercial no. and the show. And if you, you should make it all bleed into each other so that the whole thing is just it's a freaking commercial that everybody's making Take money, this. baby. Homer wakes up. Homer goes to the nuclear uh, parks facility. And yeah, Homer sure. says, to the, says to Marge Simpson. Sponsored uh, by Nesty. Goodbye. By, yeah, the Nesty <laughs> uh, nuclear facility. Uh, goodbye, Marge. com nuclear facility. <laughs> <laughs> the crypto nuclear facility. Goodbye, Marge, my wife. Uh, and then, you know, he trips over something and goes, oh, gosh. And then he goes to the nuclear facility. We cut back to the house. Homer walks outside and goes, Marge, I got you something. It's a car with a big bow on top. And people go, but isn't he at work? Well, we cut to commercial when you didn't realize. So I think that's a way to go in. Yeah. You got to cut to commercial when they're not at the least expecting it. <laughs> in between scenes. <laughs> Meaning throughout the entire show. <laughs> <laughs> all right, next pitch. I think we solved Simpsons. All right, this is from Detective Tuplets. He's with you on that one. Um, although, as far as I know, this isn't over yet, so maybe we're just going to see what happens without writers. But from Detective Tuplet, yeah. uh, Succession. Oh. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. That needs that needs some work. Uh, we gotta... uh, I don't like how they portray us <laughs> in that show. Yeah, it's inaccurate. We're, They're making uh, fun of us. It's like yeah. people who are just chasing the bottom dollar, willing like to that undercut one part anybody. Where he... Yeah, where he says, I love you to his family. I've never said that to my family. No. Doesn't make it, I would never say that part. That's I don't. I haven't seen my family. <laughs> uh, so are you canceling Succession then? Is that what your reboot pitch is? You You're both you like, leave, nope, it's just it off? Yeah, it's offensive I, to my people as a studio exec? I would, I, say, I would say take out a lot of the curse words that alienates a lot of middle America. Take out it. a lot of the business no. that kind of alienates middle America. I say... Oh, mm -hmm. uh, if yeah. I may, if I may, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I love it. Take out the curse words. It's a kid's show. That's what I'm thinking. It's a kid's, <laughs> it's a kid's competition show. Thinking it's like Nick Jr. Exactly. They get young and they're competing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for the rest of their win. lives. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're competing to win Did Fox you News. See, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Did you see that one documentary about everybody who has to play red light, green light, and if they lose, they die? Do you remember yeah. that documentary on Netflix? Let's, yeah, I love that. With that. Kids. Let's do that. Yeah, with kids. that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> it, lock them in contractually in perpetuity, and then wow, they play little perfect. games. And then whoever is the strongest gets uh, Fox yeah. News gets Fox a liability. News and the, other one, the other ones get killed. And, and this is perfect because there's all these orphans, right? Mm -hmm. And what are they doing? <laughs> what are, and what are they the doing? population problem. So we're going to remake the documentary. Uh, Squid, Korean... Squid Games. Yeah. <laughs> That's the name of it. My assistant oh, whatever, is Whatever Asian country it was from, I don't know. They're all the same to me, frankly. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and we're going to remake that documentary, but put it for kids, and yeah. they're competing over who gets to take over Fox News. There it is. So we got yeah. it. Done. 
I love it. Let's go hazies on that that's, one too. That's locked and loaded. Well, and I want to be clear, no woke stuff <laughs> in this yeah, version of, of Succession. Yeah, I think Succession's stuff. too woke <laughs> and it I really agree. is pushing it. And I think I think the NRA would be really interested in a branded uh, content kind of play with this. I forgot so the just product lean, placement. <laughs> the product placement would be great. Let's just lean right into that. Um, and maybe Kool-Aid. Yeah. We can see if we can mix and match those. I'm proud of this. I think that there's a lot of potential here. <laughs> All right. What's next? What Next problem to solve. All right. The next, the next one we need a reboot of sequel for is Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Yeah, obviously. Oh, no, don't he's, take a day off. He's got to work. He's got to go to work. Fucking lazy. <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> lazy fuck. What is he doing? Put on the work. <laughs> Mrs. Sapphire here. I've never taken a day off of work in my entire life. What's my job? It's yeah. appearing to be superior to other people. <laughs> and I don't ever stop that. <laughs> I've been doing that since I was six. Since I was six years old out of the womb. I stayed. Right. <laughs> I wanted That's to study. Right. I wanted to come out prepared and fully grown. Listen, uh, Ferris Bueller uh, uh, has to go to work. Yeah, that's what it is. Ferris Bueller's. Yeah, that's right. It's like one of those. Um, what were those? Ernie's. What were those movies? <laughs> <laughs> Ernest. Uh, Ernest goes to prison or whatever. Yeah. So we're gonna do. We're gonna franchise them like that. So it's Ferris Bueller, yeah. except that he he does. It's Ferris Bueller meets Dirty Jobs, and so he just goes to different. Workplaces again. This is going to be unscripted because we don't need writers for middle. Yeah, unscripted for middle America. That's right. Um, yeah, and and I think he's going to learn a thing or two from that econ class. I I do, <laughs> I do. I personally yeah. think trickle down works. <laughs> I've seen it work. I've gotten rich. A lot more shower scenes. The people yes. want to see him in the shower. Yes. So we're gonna make sure it's just rife with those. And maybe, um, because they make money, maybe Ryan Reynolds could come every so often, and maybe he breaks the fourth wall instead. Yeah, and he sells his whatever money app or whatever that he's selling there. Oh yeah, and the he whole goes, thing is an NFT. That's a good. You could buy NFT. the. Sh you could buy the show. It's a show, by the way. You could buy the show. Yeah. Uh, as an NFT, and you don't. As an NFT, that's right. Yeah. And then the, uh, we'll have NFT shirts for merchandise. That's good. <laughs> you can wear the show. <laughs> the crypto show, the crypt show. You can wear it. Yeah. I think we uh, solved on, it. Yeah. Next. It plays on your shirt. <laughs> like an LED sort of situation. Yeah. That's so right. next. Let's okay. do a, let's do a mad blitz. Five five real quick. One line. Just right. five five your quick, quickest, quickest hottest yeah. take. Okay. Uh first, back go. to the future. All right. This one's easy. Yeah. This is uh this is super easy. Um uh -huh. it's uh <laughs> This one stars. Uh, this one stars Omar's mom. This one stars mm -hmm. Delvin and Omar, Omar's mom. People love them. So this is this is what this is what happens. All right, Delvin. Real quick, this has got to be fast. Delvin in the future goes back in time, inseminates Omar's mom. Turns out Omar is uh, Delvin is Omar's son. Yeah, <laughs> makes so much sense. Again, happy birthday to my father. Uh <laughs> Thank you, Omar. But it's actually in January. <laughs> My I'm pitch, sorry. No, uh, <laughs> the 80s are over. No 80s. No 80s. Nobody likes the 80s. Same thing, no 80s. All right. Next up, The Godfather. <laughs> Ooh, The Godfather. Oh, Godfather. Okay, yeah, yeah, for sure. I'm going to need some products in this. Maybe a Trader Joe's Godfather. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know who's underrepresented? Instead mm. of Italians, mm -hmm. it should be Mormons. And That's a good idea. The whole thing, because Mormons are so rich, you guys. So the whole thing is just a recruitment video for Mormons. <laughs> a recruitment video, yeah. That's right. That's it. <laughs> That's, That's in I the got. can. That's, That's in the can. Is next, this for middle America? Next. Keep them coming. All right. Next on the list is the <laughs> Shawshank Redemption. Okay. Um, I, 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 say, I say put it on the beach. <laughs> <laughs> As you know, I'm pro-prison industrial complex. So yeah. <laughs> I think, again, it's reality show, and we just uh, wrongfully imprison people. And, um, you know, if you're truly not guilty, then uh, you'll, it's an elimination thing, and you'll make it out in the end. But, uh, you, you know, most people are guilty. You know what show I loved? Scared Straight. It's my two favorite types of people. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. what's the next one we're going for? Next one on the list. Please be careful, gentlemen. You are being broadcast live. Schindler's right. List. Oh, Jesus. Come on. <laughs> I will say Steven Spielberg didn't take a cent for making that movie. And I think that we should start that uh, 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 industry-wide. No one uh, makes... Uh, money but the studio that's brilliant <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i think um i think you just take the original film and um you know you you just uh put it on broadway <laughs> just put that bad boy on broadway and let's turn it into a musical theater's a really big thing uh yep. it's like a new thing that i heard People about a live experience and uh so yeah that's all, that's all i'm saying is uh I just heard about musicals for the first time. I think it's interesting. I think there's a lot you could be that could be done there, because uh, jingles are a big thing. Do you know what yeah. I'm talking about? And you still do it all in black and white somehow. Yeah, live. Yeah. All right. Last one we got on our list before we go to the polls uh, is Silence of the Lambs. <laughs> oh no no no! Put us put make the let the make the lambs talk. Uh, had, uh, Chris An Chris Pratt pic animated Pixar lambs talking. Chris Pratt is the voice. <laughs> Ida Taylor Joy. Uh, <laughs> I mean, say no more, right? Keegan Michael Key. Uh, yeah, the yeah, Mario movie made a lot of money. Just do that. Like we do. Like yeah, same same animation style. Yep. Still about serial killers. <laughs> yeah. Kids animation. Yeah. Oh, that's big because of podcasts. Yeah. 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 But yeah, 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 serial yeah, podcast. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Dexter. And then maybe. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I think we'll love it. Maybe a, maybe we sell a, a Clarice cereal. <laughs> Yeah, and like you know, the knife comes to life, like the knife that they stab with. Like <gasps> it's like it's like the fun, wacky sidekick, and oh, it's played by um, Robin Williams. The, we have enough uh, the, enough yeah, AI recordings. Robin Williams. Yeah, AI Robin Williams. So every oh, time fun. you play the movie, it's something different because it's generated in that moment. Oh, maybe you get to choose your own ending. <laughs> maybe it's a VR go. headset. You get to choose your own ending. That's it. Okay. Again, Mr. Sapphire here. <laughs> All right. All right, chat. The poll. <laughs> the poll is up to vote on Tim. who was the worst studio exec. Five minute poll, so people on mobile have a chance to get in. All, All right. right. So while they're doing that, we have a fun little, a fun little game, and then we're gonna uh, race to the DC of the week. Yeah. Um, so listen, all the people are talking about AI, and we thought it would be pretty silly if we got in there. And did the AI? Let's do a chat. G, what what is Chat GPT's version of a Guild reboot? Yeah. So for those unfamiliar, the Guild 
show created by uh, Felicia Day, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and starred me. It was uh, actually during the time of the <laughs> first writer strike. <laughs> starred just me, just only me. <laughs> and I think Felicia was in it too, or whatever. Yeah, a little up and coming talent known as Jeff Lewis. Yeah. Uh... Yeah. yeah. Um. And yeah, and then whatever, Robin and Amy and Tim, um, <laughs> blah, 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 et cetera, et cetera. Uh, Will Wheaton. We're going we're gonna to see how ChatGPT reboots this while we're waiting for, uh, uh, just because we're waiting for these votes to come in, just because we thought that would be silly and fun. Here's the prompt. Um, I will say, uh, write an outline. Mm-hmm for a reboot reboot or reboot or remake a reboot a reboot of the of i'll just just in case it doesn't know felicia days uh internet sensation sensation oh (laughs) the guild the guild i just feel like the guild might be a generic enough search term that a yeah won't know what that is okay so here we go um sure Here's an outline for a reboot of Felicia Day's internet series, The Guild. Introduction. Brief overview of The Guild and its original run. Explanation and need for a reboot. Introducing a new cast and crew. How fucking dare you? (laughs) (laughs) AI is literally replacing you in this. (laughs) Wait, this is... This isn't even like... No, I want like plot and stuff. This is like... What's it saying? What's it saying? Okay, all right. It's saying intro... Okay. Uh, two, setting and premise. Updating mm-hmm. the setting to reflect the modern gaming landscape. The p- new premise of the show, including the main characters and their motivations. All right, so what is the new premise of the show? What is the new premise? What is the new premise of the show? Why are we doing this reboot? By the way, folks, <laughs> this is the tone that, that Sundeep takes anytime he's talking to a computer. This isn't just yeah. ChatGPT. Always how he talks to it. Or one yeah, of his exactly. writers. The new... <laughs> <laughs> The new premise of the rebooted The Guild show can be updated to reflect the modern gaming landscape. The show can follow a group of gamers who are members of an online gaming community and explore the relationships they have with each other, both in game and real life. That's just the existing show. (laughs) The reboot can also focus on the impact that gaming has on the players' personal lives and the challenges they face while while balancing their gaming with real-life responsibilities. Again, just the show. (laughs) Uh, I lo- no, this is great because this is yeah. e- this is exactly how reboots are pitched when they go in and they're just like we're gonna do Buffy, but it's a reboot. Uh, the realistic version is uh, she slays vampires in the previous one. Yeah, um, she slayed vampires, but in this one, it's gonna be new vampires. Also, uh, memes, <laughs> and that's like a pitch. Uh, what is the plot of the reboot? That's what I'm gonna ask. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Let's get to the meat and potatoes. No, it's just repeating the same stuff. It's not being specific. <laughs> All right, how about this? Who, who, who should you play cast? the yeah. new cast of the guild? As an A language, oh, this is it's giving me. Oh, here we go. Okay, great. It's saying, you know, I, I don't have personal opinions or biases. However, okay. I can su- suggest some talented actors who could potentially play the new cast of the Guild. Here we go. Okay. Here we yes. go. Okay. Brie Larson. <laughs> I guess <laughs> in, you know, this would probably be in Felicia's role. John uh, Boyega. Um, I guess that's me. <laughs> yep. Yep. Or Vince. Okay. Or Vince. 
uh, Aquafina. So that's, I guess, Amy. <laughs> <laughs> Millie Bobby Brown. That's Vince. Oh. That's the new Vince, maybe. That's new Vince. She's, she's young. And Noah Centineo. Uh, I don't know who that is. Okay. Centineo. I don't know. I don't know who Noah Centineo is, but um, maybe that's the new uh, Jeff Lewis. All right. All um, right. I guess I should know who that is if if you know in chat. Um, all right. Uh, what is the inciting incident? Oh, did, did the. Uh, well, the Did poll the poll is long closed, but if this this oh, is good okay. stuff, go as long as you like. Okay. okay. Uh, Noah Centineo, by the way, was in uh, the Black Adam film. Oh, okay, great. Okay, I haven't seen that film. Um, in the Rebuilt of the Guild series, the inciting incident could be a major event that threatens the online gaming community that the characters are a part of. For example, the exciting incident could be the announcement that the game is going to be going to be shut down leaving the characters in their community in disarray. Oh, you mean season six of the guild? <laughs> the, uh, this could create a sense of urgency and bring the characters to work towards a common goal to save the game and their community. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say, that's already season six of the guild. Please come up with something original and brilliant. I'm so upset you are by this. <laughs> so I asked it to I give you a summary of the plot uh, written by a very typical studio exec rather than just yeah. chat tpt's own opinion like uh, hey oh, if a studio oh, yeah, exec right. is like hey give me what i would think of give me more of that okay yeah uh, go what do they right. say in this in this reboot of the guild the story follows a group of stereotypical gamers who meet online and form a guild to compete in a virtual world okay, okay that's new still, still the same thing uh, uh however the characters are poorly developed and lack depth relying on overused tropes and stereotypes <laughs> How okay dare you? the guild leader is an arrogant <laughs> and sexist man who constantly belittles his female te teammates including the timid and socially awkward healer, the seductive but shallow rogue, and the bumbling and clueless mage. The group's primary I goal like is to win it? the game's ultimate prize, a legendary weapon, but they often get sidetracked by petty arguments and personal drama. Okay, but <laughs> okay, that's still, so I that's mean... A, that's a fresh take. That's a fresh take <laughs> yeah. in there, but it's still the same, the same basis, there's enough, no, really. There's not enough misogyny. <laughs> that's yeah. really, if you ask the studio really exec, really that really is on. the problem with the guild. It's really not... Amazing. Wow. As the story progresses, misogynist would really the, confuse Reddit. Let me tell you, <laughs> the guild becomes embroiled in a conspiracy to take over the game service by a rival guild, led by a power-hungry player who is willing to do anything to win. That's just Will Wheaton's character. That's not new. Even when I tell them to do a bad reboot, it's still just ripping off the guild. What's it? What's it? So okay, what's a unexpected twist that happens mid-season in the reboot? One unexpected twist that could happen mid-season in the rebooted The Guild series is the reveal that one of the characters who has been a trusted member of the group is actually working with a nefarious organization behind the new game. The twist could be revealed through a series of clues that the characters gradually piece together. For example, they might discover that the character has been absent during critical moments or that they seem to have an unusual amount of knowledge about the organization's activities. The truth comes to light. The characters must confront their former ally and deal with the fallout of their betrayal. This could create a lot of tension within the group and force them to reevaluate their trust in each other. Oh, you mean in season three of the guild when and when Tinkerbala goes to the Axis of Anarchy? Is that what you mean, ChatGPT? Oh, okay. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yes. We've also had another redemption, a $25 redemption that's just come in. Like a couple. Okay. Okay. Awesome. Uh, so you need to genuinely compliment the studio mm. execs you just portrayed. Uh. <laughs> so I think this should be each of you complimenting the other studio execs. 
Oh my gosh. Genuinely compliment. Oh, so Sapphire was buying a wing <laughs> of the of USC so that he can get some sort of honorary degree. Yeah. I guess I will say to you, Sapphire, mm-hmm. even though I'm not sure your motivations are very pure, mm-hmm. that you are giving to an educational institution mm-hmm. a grant of money that may benefit other children and, you know, the next generation mm-hmm. in some capacity, even though I'm sure you'll put your bust, <laughs> you know, in pla- placard in gold and at every, in every window. And, it re- and the building requires admission. I want to be clear. <laughs> to pay that he gets a cut of, I'm yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, that's so gross. Um, I guess that's kind of good. <laughs> okay, go ahead. And I got to say, yeah. Tim, for being yeah. such a schlock exec, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. was one of the most creative voices I've ever heard in that position. Because I've never heard you know, someone at the again. top say vampires are over. Yeah, uh, what I've always heard are vampires are now in <laughs> every year, <laughs> every year, yeah. every year. Listen, the new thing is vampires. I think vampires are over until my boss tells me they're not over. <laughs> it's pretty much <laughs> just got handed a piece of paper with yeah. the word Renfield on it. <laughs> and I've yeah. decided that uh, vampires are now in. <laughs> they're in, they're in. All, All right. right so the poll you. came back. By the way, chat is a bunch of hooligans because they've tied the chat. They've tied it. Oh, come on. (laughs) Come on. You are both the worst, (laughs) and nobody is host next week. Oh, dream. Oh, that's really good, actually. I approve of that. We're both co-hosts. Oh, 8BitD was in chat. We got to give some shout-outs. So 8BitD, one of the sort of founders of the movement of GoTel. So uh, I know she's doing nonstop stuff so f- the fact that she even dropped in at all uh we're very honored thank to have you. your presence thank yes you. thanks for dropping in um all right well look that's been world's worst we ended in a tie which feels shitty which i think is the the correct emotion to be feeling when <laughs> doing completely worst writers uh which are studio execs um yeah. but this week writers. i'm still the host which allows me to transition mm-hmm. to our next segment Bam. by myself and on my own it's time for daisy of the week and the daisy of the week this week is zaman habib that's right uh zaman is a mumbai-based indian television tv writer uh who has worked on a ton of shows um is a script consultant uh, and also is the general secretary of India Screenwriters Association. Uh, and there's yeah. a very specific reason as to why we're shouting out Zaman this week. Uh, take yeah. it away, Sandeep. He's expressed support for the WGA strike mm-hmm. and asked its members to down uh, <clears throat> to, uh, to to also, uh, I guess, help out. Um so the SWA, the country's major industry guild for writers with more than 57,000 members, emailed its membership on Thursday night to explain the WGA's reasons for calling the strike and to state that the association stands in complete solidarity with our 11,500 sisters and brothers of the WGA. That's super cool. Yes, yes. And India is also facing a huge issue when it comes to writing. Uh, The SWA is currently in the process of drafting a minimum basic contract for its members and initiating uh, initiating negotiations, which is tough because uh, India doesn't have sort of an industry-wide 
uh, producer's body or like studio body that they can have negotiations with. So this is an uphill battle, but we are sending um, our support. Uh, in an email to members, the SWA said, the challenges faced by Indian writers are even more acute, grossly unfair contracts, no credit guarantee, undignified low fees, especially for new writers, one-sided termination clauses, impossible uh, indemnity demands, and no buyback clauses amongst others. And yeah. as we don't have to tell you all who watch the show and enjoy the show, uh, India's film uh, economy is gigantic. There are people making, you know, tons and tons of Gosh. cash. And there are the people who create these stories, who tell these <clears throat> stories, uh, who are not being compensated. Uh, so, Zaman, thank you. You are the Daisy of the week. Yes. And that's the show. Yeah. That's the show. Uh, as always, you can see our lovely faces and all these wonderful good goofs and reboots of our beloved franchises uh, um, on the VOD. And there are other ways you can hang out with us, uh, which you can find out in the show notes. Please rate and comment because that really, really helps us out on your podcast absorption uh, portal of choice. Comment suggestions and feedback can be sent to abcdpodcastshow at gmail.com or hit us up in the Discord. Uh, and yeah, I'll let you take this one, Sandeep. Uh, yeah, and look, we're doing this this podcast in honor of raising awareness about the fight against lupus, right? Uh, we would love for you to con contribute to Game On to End Lupus, an organization working with the Lupus Foundation. Uh, you know, there's a lot of things to uh, to dislike about lupus and why it's such a challenging yeah. uh, and debilitating disease. There's no single test to diagnose lupus. On average, it takes nearly six years for people with lupus Jeez. to be diagnosed. So they suffer from this for years and years, not knowing what all these things you know these things are happening to their body um and it's uh, often takes them up to six years uh before they notice their first lupus symptoms uh it's a widespread disease awareness of the disease lags way behind other illnesses 63 percent of americans sur surveyed have never heard of lupus or know oh little or nothing about this disease and its symptoms beyond the name and an estimated 1.5 million americans alone have lupus um so listen there, there's uh, obviously th this cause I think is um, just and we would love for you if you are listening on the podcast even well past our live drive here to jump yep. over and uh, contribute head over to lupus.org to make a donation to any amount uh, and the link should be in our show notes that's right and as we said to everybody that is listening live for every hundred dollars that we reach uh, we are going to be doing giveaways of game keys. So yep. that's always fun. Uh, and just to throw out there, if you are listening uh, not live, uh, join us live Sundays at 730 because we always do uh, fun stuff like this. Yes. And as always, it is time to end our show with a ballad of love to our Patreons. Here we go. Shout out level. Um, and... <clears throat> Chair Deep is being a dick. Um, <laughs> what he does. It's like, come on, dude. Trying to ruin the show at the end. All right. So this list got a little longer. It's got a little longer, which is pretty awesome. So thank you to everybody that came in new. And then here we go. 
The last people I'd like to thank are the Patreons who put money into our bank, which include Joshua Ryan, Talby M. Carlo, Wuzak, Benjamin Lowe, Hunter B. Brown, Miranda Hollinger, Vaden, Michael Long, Christina Romero, Otaku Danny, Raylan Fox, Selena B., Nervous Rex, Sarah H., Grassy Santa Cruz, Dedeka Tuplet, and the thing about this last guy is that he's got a gorgeous face, the sexiest man in Ohio, and his real name is the real Brandon Pace. Uh, I had to do a couplet for the last person because they donated at a very high level, hit the God level. So he does have a gorgeous face. He is the sexiest man in Ohio, and that is uh, the real Brandon Pace. So uh, thank you so much for joining. If you're live, stick around for our after show where we're going to uh, you know, t- take your criticisms. Just we're gonna bear it <laughs> to our, right in front of our faces. You're just gonna tell us what, how much we, you wanted uh, Omar's mom to be on the show instead of us. Um, and then we're also gonna come up with this episode's title. Yep. And then play. We're gonna keep hanging out and play a game of Jackbox so that we can support this charity. Yes. Absolutely. These, these, credits? these credits. Here we go. Yeah, yeah, All right, yeah. folks. To wrap it up, the show's produced by Dalegum now. The show's technical director and sound designer is Delvin Neville. The show's executive producers are Sandeep Parikh and Anand Shah. This is edited by Sean Meager and music by Herschel Sisodia, Jasphir Singh, and Malik Zaveri. This has been an effing funny production. <laughs> On behalf of our co-host, Sandeep Parikh, I've been your host, Amrajan. May your chuckers be aligned and smothered in chutney. Bye.